Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually with our guest scorekeeper, Mason Cook. Mason, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm pretty great this morning. I've had a very nice, relaxing week of school, and I am ready to do some more trivia. Haven't we all? Well, thank you, Mason, for uh, jumping back in today. Uh, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Chloe. Hello, I'm Chloe. Um, this is my first trivia experience, and I'm excited to have tea over trivia this morning. <clears throat> Very good. Well, thank you for being here, Chloe. And we also have Connor. Yes, I am the husband of the aforementioned Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> and I am very excited, and I'm drinking Earl Grey this morning. I'm having peppermint. I do <laughs> have some Earl Grey tea. Um, and for all of the episodes that we've done, this is our 80th episode. Uh, this is the first husband-wife duo that we have had on oh, wow. the show. So very exciting. <laughs> Making history. Making yes. history. Well, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Mason will explain the rules for round one. All right. Round one is our first general knowledge round. Correct answers are worth 10 points each. Each questions, each contestant will get five questions on a wide variety of subjects. All righty, Chloe, you are up first. Are you ready? I am ready as I'll ever be. Okay. <laughs> Question one. Which of the following is the only bone in the larynx? A, a hyoid, B, the epiglottis, or C, the thyroid? A, the hyoid bone. That is correct. The other two are cartilage. <laughs> B, or sorry, question two. Um, y equals mx plus B, meaning that the value of Y is an equation, um, of an equation is equal to the slope M times the X value plus the y-intercept B is the definition of what way of writing an algebraic equation? A, slope-intercept fo intercept form, B, point-slope form, or C, standard form? I think it's A. That is correct, slope-intercept form. Uh, named as such because it clearly indicates the slope next to X, the independent variable, and the Y-intercept B. Question three. The Dagwood sandwich is named for Dagwood Bernstead, one of the main characters in what long-running comic strip? A, Beetle Bailey. B, Blondie, or C, Booster Rocket? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm going to go with B. That is correct, Blondie. Um, Dagwood is Blondie's husband <laughs> in this strip. Um, the actual sandwich features a wide variety of meats, vegetables, and cheeses with a skewered olive okay. on top. Question four. On a standard North American power outlet, which of the holes is longer? A, the one on the left, don't look at an outlet. B, the one on the right. Or C, are they the same size? Um, I think the one on the right is the longer one. I don't know which A, B, or C. That's probably wrong. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually the one on the left. The one on the longer. left, okay. Yeah, and I, I, tried to find, I tried to find like the exact measurements online, but I, I couldn't. Um, but yes, the one on the left uh, is longer than the one on the right. I will and, always remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, question five. Article one, section three of the U.S. Constitution establishes whom as the president of the Senate? A, the majority leader, B, the majority whip, or C, the vice president? Uh, C, the 
the vice is, president. That is correct. Uh, the vice president casts a vote when there is a tie. Um, and with the, with the Senate currently split 50-50, Vice President Kamala Harris has spent ample time on Capitol Hill breaking ties over the last two years. Mm. Alrighty, Connor, are you ready for your five questions? I am. After that performance, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's give it a whirl. Let's go. Alrighty, question one. Eight members of what team were banned from baseball for life after being accused of throwing the 1919 World Series? A, the New York Yankees, B, the Pittsburgh Pirates, or C, the Chicago White Sox? Oh, gosh. <laughs> 1919 World Series. Um, well, I know the Yankees were in a lot of those back then, um, so that's entirely possible. Pittsburgh used to be good. They're not really good anymore, so that's also possible. But I also don't know if they were a team yet. I also don't know if the White Sox were a team yet. But they were all teams. They were, were all teams. Okay. It comes like White Sox activities. I'm going to see. That is correct. The Chicago White Sox. The, um, infamous, uh, the infamous Black Sox scandal resulted in Eddie Chicot, Lefty Williams, Chuck Gandel, Fred McMullen, Swede Reesberg, Happy Felsch, Shoeless Joe Jackson, and Buck Weaver receiving lifetime bans in 1921. From Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis. I should note, though, uh, about your Yankees comment is that the Yankees is at that point would have not been that successful. Well, and only started to become successful in the mid to late twenties as a team. Okay, so there you go. There you Thank go. You, More you know. That's what this is all about. <laughs> Question two. Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution specifies that how many justices sit on the U.S. Supreme Court? A, 7, B, 9, or C, it does not specify the number of justices? Well, I know that there is 7, <laughs> but I don't remember if it specifies, because um, I'm pretty sure we've added more over time. I think we've added two. Um, I'll say, oh, geez, that's kind of hard. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say seven. I'll say seven. Um, no, it actually does not specify. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. Um, because the size of the court is not stated in the constitution, it simply requires an act of Congress to add or subtract the number of justices. And the Judiciary Act of 1869 has fixed the number of justices at nine. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, there, there are nine. There are nine right now. Um, before 1869, um, there were. Um, oh, yeah, there were, yeah, there are fewer than that. Uh, but there are nine. Right now. I mean, very famously from Marbury versus Madison, there were only six justices on the court at that point in time. All right, you guys give my U.S. Tough. history fill this morning. <laughs> this is this is our area of expertise. Although I did not, I did not know that there were only six for Marbury versus Madison. That's good to know. Thank you, Mason. Cool. Um. Question three. In March 2022, the last Thai location of what fast food chain known for its root beer shut known for its root beer shut its doors? A, A and W, B, Fuddruckers, or C, Culver's. Well, A and W is wait, can you repeat the question? Sorry. Yeah. In March 2022, the last Thai location of what fast food chain known for its root beer shut its doors? And what are the options? Oh, sorry. Yeah. A, yeah. A and W, 
B, Fuddruckers, or C, Culver's? Okay, well, A&W definitely still has places open. But this is the last Thai so... location, as in like in Thailand. Oh, in Thailand. Oh, geez. Well, okay. Yeah. Then I'll go with, yeah, I'll go with A&W. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nice. Mason wrote this question. Um, so. Uh, oh, I I understand now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, A&W is the only root beer that I'm hearing, but <laughs> I thought, okay. That makes sense. No. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, question four. Mutual insurance companies are owned by whom? A, shareholders, B, policyholders, or C, insurance agents. Can you give me the first two options again? Yeah. A, shareholders, or B, policyholders. B, policyholders. That's correct. Proprietary insurance companies are owned by shareholders. And finally, question five. <laughs> what do you call a triangle that has two sides that are the same length? A, scalene, B, isosceles, or C, Pythagorean? Uh, that would be isosceles, because I saw some sleeves like you learned in school. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good way to remember it. Uh, that, but yes, that's correct. Uh, it is isosceles. <laughs> All righty. That is the end of round one. So, Mason, can you please give us a score update? With pleasure. And already off to a great start for both players. 40 points apiece. Now time for our bi-weekly audience question. If you'll recall, two weeks ago we asked, on Monday, Jean Smart won the Emmy Award for Best Actress in a Comedy Series for her role as Deborah Vance in Hacks. She won her first two Emmy Awards in 2000 and 2001 for guest starring as Lana Gardner on what sitcom? And anybody who knows me will know that this is, of course, my favorite show of all time, and this is how I knew Jean Smart before Hacks. Uh, this is, of course, Frasier. So, yeah, highly recommend going and watching her appearances on that show because she's hilarious if you haven't already seen those episodes of Frasier. Alrighty, for this week's question, we'll ask, on Friday, who became the fourth person in Major League Baseball history to hit his 700th home run? So have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer on our next episode. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Mason, can you please tell us the rules? Okay, so round two is going to be a directed round. Each contestant will get five questions on the exact same subject, and these this time they're worth 20 points apiece. However, if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce back to 10. Alrighty, so you both are going to get questions about famous celebrities who were born on September 28th, which is the date that this podcast is going to be released. Um, Chloe, your celebrity uh, is actress Naomi Watts, who was born September 28th, 1968. So are you ready? Totally. Okay. <laughs> Question one. One of her more memorable films was what 2012 film about a family that survived the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami that also starred Ewan McGregor and Tom Holland? Um... <laughs> Oh gosh, a tsunami. Um, oh my goodness. I don't even have a guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say, I don't know. Sure, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I have no idea. Okay, uh, Connor, do you know? Oh, no, 
2012. I'll go with uh, La Brea. No. Um, okay. <laughs> this is called. Uh, this is called The Impossible. Um, and she received her second Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for the role. Um, Tom Holland, uh, as I mentioned, played her son Lucas in his film oh, okay. debut. Okay. Yeah, never, never heard of it. <laughs> never even heard of it. All right. I, I saw it in class in high school for some reason, and I'm not <laughs> sure why that film was shown. But anyway. Is it was it in like? Eh, it, it, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you know. See, get out. It was perfectly entertaining for, you know, miss, for uh, when given the I option. Mean, did you watch an IB film studies? No, it was not. In the, I don't even remember. I, for some reason, like chemistry is jumping out at me, but I have no idea why we would have watched it in chemistry. Um, but if given the option of doing schoolwork or watching The Impossible, I would choose The Impossible. Always watching The Impossible, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Reasonable. it was not, yeah, it, it was good enough to warrant not doing schoolwork. So totally. anyway, question two. In 2013, Watts starred in a biographical film about what British princess that depicted the last two years of her life? Uh, I'm going to say Princess Diana. That is correct. Uh, the film has an 8% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, uh, no. So, so maybe, maybe schoolwork would be preferable to watching that one. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, Tom Holland's younger brother, Harry, plays Prince Harry in the film. Oh, I, that's crazy. Yeah. Doing a lot of work together, those two. Yeah. yeah. Question three. Watts had a supporting role in what 2014 Best Picture winner starring Michael Keaton as a faded Hollywood actor best known for playing a superhero? Okay. I know he played Batman, right? That's probably wrong. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I know you're going to get this one. You're just waiting. Um, gosh, best picture of Faded Hollywood Star. Oh, I don't know. We're going to sit here a while of me thinking. So I'm going to say I don't know. Okay. Connor. Okay. So this is a great movie, first of all. Um, one of the most entertaining movies that I've watched that I've, that I've watched. I saw it on the it got it got nominated for a lot of stuff on the Oscars when like that year. And then I was like, oh, it looks kind of weird because it had a weird name. And so I watched it way back then and it was really good. The movie is Birdman. That is correct. Um, uh, Keaton was nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars, among many other things, but the film did win Best Picture. Oh yeah, real quick. Uh, who got question two of this round? Did uh, Chloe did. get it? Chloe did. Cool. Thank you. Just double checking because yeah. for some reason I didn't record that on the on the square sheet. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, keep up, please. Uh, question. <laughs> four. I, I do. I do. keep. OK. OK. I, <laughs> I I know it's been a while since you've been the scorekeeper, Mason, but we, we expect you to just jump right back in here. I don't, don't want to have to retrain you anyway. Question four. Watts was in 10 episodes of what 2017 Showtime series starring Kyle McLaughlin that is named for the eponymous fictional town in Washington? And I had a really hard time describing this because I, 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 have I haven't seen the series. And I went on its Wikipedia page and the plot is nonlinear, takes place <laughs> in multiple locations. And I was having a hard time synthesizing it <laughs> into a single question. So that's all I will say. 
Okay. Okay. Stars, stars Kyle McLaughlin. And from what I can tell, he's in every episode. Okay. But don't ask me to explain it any further because I don't think I can. <laughs> okay. Um, takes place in Washington, but it's fictional. So that's not helpful. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Showtime 2017. I'm just going to guess Riverdale. I know that's wrong. Yeah, no, not, not Riverdale. Connor, do you know? Oh gosh. I'll just guess nine perfect strangers. Um, no, uh, this is, uh, this is called twin peaks. Oh, um, I've heard of it. Never seen, never actually watched it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the 2017 season was actually the show's third. The first two were produced by ABC in 1990 and 1991. Oh, wow. So, I yeah. bet there's going to be some, some fans in the comments that are going to be like, oh, <laughs> about that one. Probably. I had a hard time synthesizing, like I said, I had a hard time synthesizing it into a, 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 a logical question. It seemed like there was a lot going on in that series. So, and like I said, I didn't watch it. So, and. <laughs> Finally, question five. Watts served as the narrator for a series about the Taronga Zoo, which is located in what Australian city? Uh, I'm going to say Sydney. That's correct. Um, the, <laughs> the, series is about, uh, the series is called Taronga, Who's Who in the Zoo, and follows zookeepers at the Taronga Zoo's locations in Sydney and Dubbo, New South Wales. Even though she was born in England, Watts went to high school in Sydney. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. All righty, Connor, uh, your celebrity is Hilary Duff, who was born September 28th, 1987. So are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Let's get okay. her going. <laughs> Question one. Duff rose to prominence as a teenager playing what Disney Channel title character? Oh, Chloe's going to get this, though. Um, Disney Channel title character. I'm trying to think of all those 90s shows <laughs> back Back in the day, we didn't have those. I was a PBS Kids kid. I had like Cyber Chase and, you know, I, Word Girl and stuff. I think it's uh, uh, Zoe 101. If it was Zoe 101. Not Zoe. Um, Chloe? Who is Lizzie McGuire? Oh. That's correct. Um, <laughs> she also starred in the Lizzie McGuire movie based on the series, of course. Stands to reason, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, question two. Apparently, in the early 2000s, Duff was involved in a love triangle with her then-boyfriend, Aaron Carter, and what other actress who starred in Mean Girls? What other actress who starred in Mean Girls? Um, oh, it's the only one I can really remember. Lindsay Lohan? That's correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the details are a little unclear to me, and let's just say I didn't pay attention to this when it was happening. So. Um, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Uh, question three. Duff has made numerous guest appearances on various TV shows, including a 2013 appearance on what sitcom originally starring Charlie Sheen, in which she dated Walden? Well, the only sitcom I can think of that is Charlie Sheen is Two and a Half Men. So I'm going to go with Two and a Half Men. That is correct. Her appearance was two years after Sheen was dismissed from the show. Ah, mm. uh, yeah. okay. I, I honestly didn't know that he was ever out of the show because it's not a show my parents wanted me to watch for numerous yeah. reasons but, <laughs> but that's fair. there you go I, it was I also it was also over 10 years ago that he was kicked off the show 
And oh. when, when I read about that um, a couple of days ago, there was something in the back of my mind that went, oh yeah, I forgot that he was kicked off. Um, but it's been a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like Ashton Kutcher, he's fine, I think. Yeah, yes. And um, the character that Hillary Duff dated, I believe was actually played by Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, to be clear on the two and a half men thing. Uh, so uh, Sheen you know, uh, entered drug rehab in the mid when they were producing season eight of the show. And so they paused production then. And, and then eventually they terminated his contract while production was paused and replaced it with Ashton Kutcher, who would play um, Sheen's character for the remaining four seasons of the show. Mm. There you go. All right. So you kept showing up replaced. Question four. In 2019, Duff played what actress who, along with four others, was murdered by members of the Manson family on August 9th, 1969? In what movie? Um, well, so uh, the uh, title of this film, which I didn't write down for some reason, it's like, uh, the the actress's name is in the title of the film so and by asking oh. what actress but yeah oh, so she okay. she portrayed an actress <laughs> who was murdered by members of charles manson's family on august 9th 1969 gosh i i know who the person i just can't think of the name right now like mm-hmm. i know that i remember this happened i saw once upon a time in hollywood so like i remember that oh gosh just try to think for a second okay um it's like right on the tip of my tongue but i can't remember it yeah i don't know i don't know chloe do you know in what year did you say a year um 1969 i'm gonna know when when you say it i'm gonna know it i'll be so mad (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh i don't know either uh the actress was sharon tate Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, in the film, Tate experiences premonitions about her impending murder. Uh, this film has an approval rating of nineteen percent on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question five: Currently, Duff is the producer for and stars in what Hulu series that is a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother? I believe it'd be How I Met Your Father. That is correct. Um, Kobe uh, Smulders, who played Robin in the original series, made a special guest appearance in the last episode of the first season as Robin. I remember watching that show. That was a good show. Yeah, that was a good show. Also, fun fact about that show. um, While that show was being produced, uh, Bob Odenkirk, more famous now for his role as Saul Goodman in the Breaking Bad universe, uh, he was originally pulled on to do four episodes of i want to say breaking bad season two however he could only make three of them and so for the fourth one in order to deliver the plot relevant information they literally created the character of mike airman trout just for that one episode oh that's funny and so eventually mike would you know obviously become one of the central characters of that show but uh, it's incredible how how i met your mother effectively created like Aaron Trout. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. I, I like him. He's one of my favorite characters in um in Breaking Bad. Well, thank you, Mason, for your nuggets of knowledge. We really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and that is the end of round two. So Mason, can you please give us a score update? Yeah, also who got uh Connor's question four? Was it Chloe? 
no, nobody did. Uh, nobody did. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I had that quoted right. Also, quick update. I accidentally screwed up the two and a half men thing. Uh, so Charlie Harper, uh, who's Charlie Sheen's character, they uh, he wasn't replaced. He was just killed off. They killed him off. Apparently, he was struck by a train in Paris uh, while on vacation. Of course, um, he does make two more cario appearances of the show. Uh, one in season nine, where he's shown in hell being being uh, tortured while he's a woman, and one in the series finale, where he go returns to the house, rings the doorbell, and then is killed by a piano that falls on him from a helicopter. So aggressive. That, that's pretty. Uh... I can't say he doesn't deserve it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And the series finale, by the way, is called Of Course He's Dead. So <laughs> you know, to remove any ambiguity on that front. Very fitting. Uh, but of course, to remove any ambiguity on the score, or we have uh Connor actually managing to get a little bit of a lead here, or uh getting 70 points in the round to Chloe's 50. And so right now, Connor is up 110 to 90 going into round three. It's looking good. Things are, things are looking good. <laughs> uh, gotta step it up. All right, now it is time for round three. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? Oh yes, uh, round three is our second general knowledge round. This time correct answers will be worth 30 points a piece. And however, if you get it wrong, your opponent can bounce it back 15. Alrighty, Chloe, are you ready? Totally. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway is the main east-west artery across the state of Washington and runs all the way to the east coast, terminating in Boston? I-90. That is correct. It runs 297 miles in Washington. Question two. Guangzhou, <laughs> um, Paseo del Prado, and the lighthouse of Ku Duaran are some of the most recent places listed by what organization as a World Heritage Site? I'm going to say National Geographic? No. <laughs> no, there's an international organization that designates World, uh, world oh. Heritage Sites. Um, Connor, do you know? Um, the... I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can't even think of a guess. <laughs> okay. Um, this is yeah, UNESCO. Um, Mason, what is, what does UNESCO stand for? Do you know? UNESCO stands for the United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization. Uh, and so, oh, there are lots of sites in the world that they have, uh, designated as a world heritage site. Yeah. For its, its uh, stuff like Independence Hall in Philadelphia, that's a world heritage site. Um, I believe the houses of parliament is a world heritage site. The a few others that I could think of off the top of my head are the the original meeting place of the Icelandic Althing, the first parliament in the world. Uh, that's a World Heritage Site, along with I think the Imperial Palace in Tokyo is a World Heritage Site as well, and uh, Uluru in uh, Central Australia. And there's like literally thousands of these, so. I, I, I could go on and we'd, well, have, on we'd a future, have a whole podcast of mean Yeah, names, maybe maybe on our bonus episode sites. this week, you can name every single UNESCO heritage site. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, I look I think, forward to it. I think for now, we'll move on to question three. Uh, question three. The PAS, P-A-S, is an international performing arts organization dedicated to what type of instrument? 
Did I say the organization correctly, Mason? Uh, yes. Pass. P-A-S. Okay. I'm going to say piano. Not piano. Connor? Okay, so not piano. Um, I will say for voice. Uh, no, it's percussion. Um, P-A-S oh, stands for uh, Percussive Arts Society. Folks, I... Uh, fun, fun little story. When I was getting dressed this morning, I almost wore my Percussive Art Society <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> I still like, don't, don't think I would have gotten it if you were wearing that. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I almost, I almost wore it, and then like, no, that's that's a question. That's one of the questions. <laughs> I wrote the question, so and you know. and within the last twelve hours too. So that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. You should remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, question four. Uh, British General Charles Cornwallis surrendered to American forces at what Virginia location in 1781, bringing to an end to significant hostilities in the Revolutionary War? In Virginia. Gosh. Um, you know this. <laughs> do you know it? I think I do. Like 80, um, 85%. Sure. <laughs> whenever it's American, I'm like, I should know this. Um, okay, Virginia. What's in Virginia? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even I can't even come up with anything. Okay. Connor. I believe this is in Hamilton. So <laughs> I'm going to say Yorktown. It is Yorktown. Uh, <laughs> uh, the surrender prompted British and American officials to begin negotiations on what would become the Treaty of Paris, which was signed in 1783. Oh, my gosh. Two years. And <laughs> finally, question five. The orchestral pieces called the Four Sea Interludes are originally from what Benjamin Britten opera? I'm going to say Peter Grimes. That is correct. Uh, Britain wrote them to cover the scene transitions and published them separately. Great. All righty. Connor, are you ready for your five questions? I am ready. I am don't, ready. Don't worry. There are no opera questions. Thank uh, you. <laughs> Those are instant, instant misses. <laughs> Question one. What interstate highway connects I-90 in central Washington with I-84 in Oregon and passes through the Tri-Cities? I believe that's I-82. That is correct. Um, it runs 143 miles between the two longer interstate highways. I'm so glad I studied that map this morning. <laughs> <laughs> there <you> uh, go. <laughs> question two. It's quite possible but that by the time this episode airs, New York Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge will have broken whose American League record for most home runs in a single season. I'm pretty sure that is... There's a, and you will go with that one. Um, I think it's Barry Bonds. Um, not Barry Bonds. He has the, the like overall record, and he, he played in the National League. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chloe, do you know? I don't know baseball, but I'm going to guess Babe Ruth. Um, you're close because this guy broke Babe Ruth's record. <laughs> um, so um, Babe Ruth's previous record was 60 home runs, which is what Aaron Judge is sitting at right now as of Saturday, the 24th of September. Um, and in 1961, Roger Maris hit 61 home runs uh, as a member of the New York Yankees. Oh, I, that was even my second person. I thought it was going to be like Bo Jackson. 
or something. <laughs> Roger, Roger Maris. Um, and okay. Maris held the record for most home runs in a single season in MLB history until September 8th, 1998, when Mark McGuire hit his 62nd home run on his way to 70 for that season. And then Barry Bonds broke his record three years later with 73. Um, but yeah. as of this recording, Maris remains the American League single season leader. But as I said, Judge is sitting okay. at 60. And run. so he just needs two to break the record between now and Wednesday, which he probably which, yeah, no, which he will do. He, uh, <laughs> very, very famously, uh, Maris had a whole chase with Mickey Mantle who was also gunning for the record at that time. I believe Mantle would also finish with a, I think he would finish the year with 60 home runs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, or he would get, he got really close to 60 at minimum. Yeah. You should check that. Cause I'm not, I don't know that he actually made it to 60. Um, yeah. But yeah, Roger Maris got 61 and that's the, that's the important one. All right. I was, I was in the ballpark. So. <laughs> you were, you were. Yeah. Notably, uh, one one more note about Maris is that uh, there there were some that didn't like the fact that he broke the Babe's record specifically because when Babe Ruth hit his home, sixty home runs, and he did it in nineteen twenty seven, which was an one hundred fifty four game season for the MLB, whereas when Maris did it, he uh, it was one hundred sixty two. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Oh, that was 1961. Yeah. Very good. Question three. Since the late 20th century, Florida and Puerto Rico have been ravaged by what invasive snake species, which has especially overwhelmed many parts of the Everglades? Invasive snake species. So I have to go out of my abundant knowledge of snakes <laughs> and, and uh, go into mine. You, you got know, it. If it was just snakes, but since they're invasive, you know, that you makes got it, it a little tougher. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be a rattlesnake or anything like that. <laughs> I think it's going to, my thinking is, because I don't know snakes, it's going to be a bigger snake because it's in Florida. Florida's crazy and it's warm. So it's a big snake. Um, I will, oh, man, imagine if it was like a yellow boa constrictor and they were just these huge <laughs> just things <laughs> on people's doorsteps. I don't think it's that. Um, it's not like a black, you got black it. mamba. Throw one out um, there. Oh, this is tough. Uh, I have no idea. I'll just say, I'll just say a rattlesnake. No, it's probably not accurate. No, no, it's not a rattlesnake. <laughs> uh, Chloe, do you know? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> some type of like, python yeah <laughs> um i don't know any types okay. can i just say python does that count <laughs> um i think we can give you half credit really of, of half credit oh. um yeah so you get seven and a half points um, that. um this is the burmese python specifically burmese. oh i've heard of that actually yeah. yeah i've heard of that and it is a big snake so yeah. you were on the right, <laughs> on the right, right on I get half credit for big snake. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Burmese python like was started to get regularly reported in the Everglades starting in about the 90s. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, like nowadays, the act the state of Florida will actually pay you to almost year round go and hunt pythons, and it still isn't enough. There's like at least 30,000 snakes in that state alone. 
And they've now spread further north in the state to the point where people have reported seeing them as far up as Jacksonville. Oh, shoot. oh my gosh. Yeah. And also because of how prominent they became in Florida, they spilled over into the Caribbean. And so people in Cuba have reported seeing them at the Bahamas, uh, Puerto Rico, Haiti, uh, the DR. So it, it's been pretty bad. In fact, in 2012, the U.S. actually banned importing Burmese pythons. And it still hasn't quelled the fact that uh, it's, you know, just how many snakes there are in the state of Florida and in Puerto Rico. Oh, my gosh. Well, there you go. It's a number 12,000 that I won't move to Florida. <laughs> yeah, truly. You know, you don't really need another reason, but there, there it is. But snake. Yeah. Question four. What turncoat general infamously changed sides to the British during the American Revolution after offering to help the British take West Point? Oh, I know this. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, oh. oh, it's like literally what you call someone when you call them a traitor. It's like that guy. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, hold on. I can get this. Hold on. <laughs> um. It's Arnold something, I'm pretty sure. Um, ah, oh, this is so frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Do you have, like, a timer? Well, I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll just say that if you just give us the last name, then... That's, that's what I can't think of. Um, <laughs> oh, Benedict Arnold. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> I knew it started with a B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arnold has uh, had been one of George Washington's most trusted generals. Um, and then after the war, Arnold lived uh, the rest of his life in England. I'm glad I got that. I would have been really <laughs> angry with yeah. myself if I hadn't got that because I actually do it. <laughs> okay, cool. And finally, question five. In 1990, who became the first father-son duo to play on the same Major League Baseball team? Um, I hope this isn't a trick question, but because I'm going to say... King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey Sr. That is correct. Um, on August 31st, 1990, uh, in their first game together for the Seattle Mariners, the pair hit back-to-back -back singles in the first inning and both scored. And we are Mariners fans because we're from Washington State, so um, I'm a sucker for pink. But uh, yeah, we love Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> we? Uh, we love I don't all. know anything about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as we've discussed, Mason and I are Nationals fans, which... Um, is at this point more painful than being a Mariners fan. <laughs> um, we have the World Series, though. Yes. We have yes. won a World Series. We have won a World Series, and that's going to have to tide us over for a while. Yeah, it's um, more than the Mariners <laughs> can say. We're still thinking about 2001 when we uh, lost the the champion, the uh, American League championship. So or last mm -hmm. lost the round before. Yeah, um, you did. You lost the round. You didn't win a single. <laughs> we didn't make it to that. <laughs> you know, you lost every game. single game in the playoffs after setting the wins record. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. swept into by the Yankees, and it none of the games were remotely close. Yes, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, that was my birth year. I I reminded of that often. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Mason, uh, can you please give us a score update? Absolutely. So, Connor actually pulled ahead quite a bit in that round. So he got 105 points. Good job, mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, Chloe, uh, also doing pretty okay, uh, has 67 and a half points <laughs> in that round. 
thanks thanks to her uh, Python answer. Yes. Um, and so that that brings us to Connor at two fifteen and Chloe at one fifty seven and a half. Now it is time for round four. So Mason, can you please tell us the rules? Yeah. So round four is the showdown. Uh, each there are three questions to both contestants, each worth forty points apiece. So it's still very possible for Chloe to pull ahead here. Right. Come on. And so uh, contestants will I don't know will lock in somehow uh, their answers before you know yeah like you'll get the same three questions. You'll lock in your answers. Then we'll do the big reveal and stuff. All righty. Chloe, Connor, are we ready? I am so, so jazzed. Ready. I'm excited. So. <laughs> okay. Question one. Seattle's famous Space Needle was built for what 1962 event? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the way to hack this is if I just answered everything the same as you. <laughs> but I won't do that because no. that's unfair. We, okay. We've had contestants I'm, do that before. Yeah. Um, I'm, but, ready. Uh, I'm ready. Connor, you can go first. Oh, uh, I said the World's Fair. Okay, Chloe. I also said the World's Fair. That is correct. The Seattle World's Fair or the Century 21 Exposition. Um, both are correct. Um, other, other sites in the Seattle Center, including the Monorail and the and Climate Pledge Arena, were also built for the World's Fair. I hoped that um, that would be a relatively easy one for the two of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. What future King of England landed his forces at Pevensey on September 28th, 1066, 16 days before he would secure the crown following his victory at the Battle of Hastings? This September 28th theme is running deep. <laughs> yeah. uh, Could you repeat the question? Yeah. What future King of England landed his forces at Pevensey on September 28th, 1066, 16 days before he would secure the crown following his victory at the Battle of Hastings. And I would accept either his name and number or his, or his uh, nickname, shall we say. Um, either would work. So It was a good hint. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chloe, do you have a guess? King Henry VIII. Okay. Um, interesting, uh, Connor, <laughs> I said Alexander the great. Oh God. Um, no, it was not, uh, Alexander the great. He was, <laughs> he was not a King of England. Um, uh, <laughs> mine was so off. <laughs> I don't think mine was close either. <laughs> no, Chloe, you were, Chloe, you were only off by about 500 years. Um, <laughs> mine, I think Alexander the great was a lot earlier, right? Yeah. He was uh, like, he was like a thousand years prior. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. to mention Alexander the great is not even the correct country. That that's yeah. a Russian, <laughs> that's a Russian emperor. Like, right. We get it. We get it. We yeah. get it. I wasn't even close. Um, well, at least we named Kings. So that's good. Um, so this is William the conqueror or William the first. Oh, I actually, yeah, William the Conqueror. Um, and in the battle, King Harold was killed after being shot in the eye with an arrow. Uh, and William the Conqueror ruled until his death in 1087. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be by conquest because they were seizing the throne. So I, that's why I kind of thought of Conqueror. But then you said the nickname thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. Alexander the Great. Well, it's the only name I can think of, but yeah. also, I don't know. I didn't know William the Conqueror anyway, so I wouldn't have got it. There you go. Yeah, William the Conqueror or, or William the First. 
So, uh, and finally, question three. Running from 1948 to 1971, who hosted the longest-running variety show of all time? Do we have guesses? I need to throw one down. Uh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Just go. I don't okay. have any. <laughs> okay. Uh, Connor, do you have an answer? I said Jimmy Carter. <laughs> oh, hmm, interesting. Um, uh, Chloe, do you have uh, a guess? No. I would advise not guessing Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like... uh, okay. I had eight guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least you got a person, so that's that's good. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's not Jimmy Carter. Uh, this is Ed Sullivan. Oh, yes, I, I've heard my parents talked about this show. I like yeah. uh, that's right. Okay. Uh, and uh, the Ed Sullivan show featured many of the biggest acts of the era, including Elvis, Elvis Presley, the Beatles and the Supremes. And if you're familiar with the musical Bye Bye Birdie, yes. um, the, the uh, show features into the plot, actually. Ed there Sullivan. you go. That, there it so is. You should have got that. I should have. I, I, I Spot should have. Yes. And that's, I knew what you were talking about. I just could not think of the guy. <laughs> that goes sometimes. You know. <laughs> well, that's the end of the game. So, Mason, can you please give us the final score? All right. Not a whole lot of change that last round. Uh, both contestants got 40 points apiece. So, oh, it's, uh, there's no lead change. And that's the final score. Uh, we have, Connor at 255 and Chloe at 197 and a half. And therefore, Connor is the winner of our game. Well, Connor, you have won. Congratulations. Do you have anything that you would like to say? Um, I just want to, you know, thank Jimmy Carter and Alexander <laughs> the Great for um, being wonderful guests, even though they were wrong. Um, <laughs> I want to thank my lovely wife for, uh, for going up against me in the, in the game of trivia. <laughs> Um, I want to thank you guys. It was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Fun. It was good. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, thank you, Chloe and Connor, for being on the show today, um, as well as Mason Cook for being our scorekeeper and for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Lucas Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, which is also at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms uh, if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in in two weeks' time when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. So thank you, and we will see you in 